And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Now they give it to Green. Green stutter step. He's through. First down, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Run, William, run. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. In the backfield, two receivers left, one right. Mayfield back to pass. Lux going towards the end zone, and it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! He got it! He got it! The rookie from Michigan got it with 11 seconds left to go! Pumping once, now throwing long down the left side. Slaughter has it! He's going in for a touchdown! The problem won the game! <laughs> hey ho and waiting on welcome everybody to another edition of the top dogs podcast i am one half of the top dogs your maverick on this journey alex hill joined as always by my goose jack mccurry jack how are you i'm good buddy how are you i'm doing pretty well thank you to everybody who showed up to our uh, super bowl pregame show it was kind of like a test run Um, We have announced we are going to be doing a live draft show, whether it be spaces, YouTube, anything like that. I think after seeing that everyone's getting spaced out, um, I think we're kind of reevaluating if we're going to do it via spaces. Are we really spaced out after the event we had Tuesday night? No, (laughs) exactly. That was, that was an all timer. That was amazing. I mean, we, we are worldwide, baby. We are worldwide. For those that don't know, we were in a random Browns Twitter space Tuesday night and there was only probably like that. Actually I was in it before Alex, there was only like six or seven of us. We were just BSing. Um, And all of a sudden this group of people from Lebanon and Saudi Arabia jumped in and it grew to like 150 people and it was bizarre. It was also entertaining at the same time. Sing for us. Damn it. <laughs> Sing for us. And then when we asked him, we asked the one guy, I think his name was Nav about um, Baker hater, we, Baker lover. And he's like, I'm a lover. No, no. We asked him, do you think Baker will get a contract extension? And he goes, what the F are you even saying? <laughs> Why'd you even join? Right. It was so random, but it was so entertaining. It's so great. And that I would only dream for that to be our draft show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, on this week's show, we're going to kind of wrap up Mach 1.0. I know Jack had some questions we wanted to ask about it uh, last week. Uh, So I'm going to open the floor to Jack here in a little bit. Uh, Talk about the latest rumors about Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Do we want him? Do we not want him? Why the hell are they even being linked to Cleveland? Um, I mean, for me, I mean, out of the two, it's Matt Ryan. I want nothing to do with Carson Wentz. I've never wanted anything to do with Carson Wentz. I don't think the Browns want Carson Wentz still. No, no. Paul. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, but to start things off, as we usually do, how was your week, Jack? It was good. Good. You know, work is work. Spent some time with my girlfriend. Uh, before we recorded, we Watched uh, Elimination Chamber. It was an okay yep. show. Um, hopefully, Austin Theory got a, a much needed bonus for taking an F five off top of that top was of the chamber. <laughs> um, 
but other than that, everything's going good. All-star weekend, obviously in Cleveland. Um, I know, right. I'm, I'm about to head down after this. So looking forward to seeing the 2023 Cavs. I mean, team LeBron, uh, whoop on team. It's already done, Jack. It's already done. Cleveland's got three. Also, I got sources. I got sources. I'm going to confirm (laughs) them tonight. Okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to my week, it was mostly full of bullshit all week. And then today it's a, Networking opportunity, uh, just uh, through some of my connections that I've made. Did I uh, <laughs> hit right there? Uh, but I'm heading down after this. Uh, once we're, we're done recording, I've been in constant contact with my source, and I'm like, Hey, yo, uh, I'm doing this podcast tonight. He's like, Yo, don't worry about it, just get down here and text me, I'll meet you at this location. So it's gonna be an amazing opportunity hobnobbing with uh, some people in the NBA. So Awesome. I mean, awesome. we had other opportunities to network, but it's like this is once in a lifetime. And yeah. I'm like, I- I'm sorry, guys. I'd love to, but I- I- if you knew who I was hanging with tonight, I right. mean, you be said, Alex. Yeah, we don't blame you at all. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> hey, my, my buddy got to meet Shams last night at the uh, oh, at Rocket Mortgage. I so, might I be meeting him like, tonight. Who knows? Hey, that's awesome. With the people I'm hanging with, I might be mean. I might find I'm hunting down Woj Daddy. I'm hunting him <laughs> down. <laughs> Woj Daddy. I need, I need the Woj bombs. You want to what? I need to take a Woj bomb shot with Woj. If it can happen, I want it to happen tonight. <laughs> Woj. It's on me. Welcome to Cleveland. Uh, it's going to be excellent tonight. Uh, I I really am going to have fun talking about it next week. Oh, my God. Uh, though they're probably going to say, you can't say a, fr- a fucking thing about tonight. I'm, I'll be like, ooh, darn it. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll have stories next week. Fingers crossed, Jack. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, man. It'd be great. It'd be great. Anyways, uh, before we get into the show, um, as uh, we've talked about, our my 10th anniversary of broadcasting is coming up in a few weeks. Shout out to Will Burge being the special guest on that show. Um, I couldn't think of a more perfect guest for that. The guy who embraced me the second I walked in three deep. Um, and really made me feel like one of the guys and brought me back for three months, his last three months at 850. And what most of you don't know the story of is Will's intention was to bring me on once a month in studio and have me as like a fan insider because he believed in me. So Will was, it was kind enough to say, absolutely. Now he's doing Barstool Cleveland. What the hell, man? Where's my offer to help you with that, man? What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm a perfect fit for Barstool. Anti-established media guy. What the hell are you doing, Will? Portnoy would love me. And I love pizza, too. Only only criticism, his buddy's pizza review score way too freaking low. We'll have a talk about that maybe one day, Portnoy. We'll have a talk. Anywho. But because it's my 10th anniversary, and apparently it's weird, the timing, Jack, because last episode, I mentioned my 10th anniversary. And what's funny is a ghost from my past shows up. And they proceeded to verbally, obviously, they don't know how to do this properly, legally. 
and nor do they know anything about legal laws, file a cease and desist on the radio station I created. Now, granted, that's separate from everything I do. I don't even own it anymore. That's an our story for another day. But they came up with a cease and desist saying the format was stolen from them. Now, I don't mind saying their name because they have nothing legally on us. Um, what is it? I, I, you want to? It, it's between more. I think it's voice. Yeah. Voice at radio. What the hell? Guys, what did I do to you other than walk away? Like, I didn't do anything to you. I felt I was getting screwed over. We talked about it privately and I walked. And you yelled at me as I walked out the door. But the truth of the matter is, I never signed a contract with you. The only contract I remember signing was something where I could do my show and it wasn't costing me anything and it was for a year. Well, we had passed that year by this point. So I had worked for, let's see, I started, it was like 2013. Yeah. I was there for over a year. I worked five days a week for these guys and I didn't get paid shit. Now they can, now on my end, they have nothing like, that's fine. It's the other end, which they are claiming there was no contract that was ever signed. So for me, I ended up quitting. I took a six month hiatus from broadcasting and I was no threat. So by the time everything was done, my contract was up and I could do whatever the hell I wanted. So, and it's funny when I start up my own stations twice, they never got mad. So now seven years later, because it's my 10th anniversary. And one of those people was at the original station I started at. Now you want to cause problems, dude, if you want problems, bro, I, I, I don't want them. Like here, here's the thing. I don't hold grudges. I've never been mad at you for what happened because you're a hack station. Like, I'm going to say it as it is. There are no shows that are any good there. I was your best fucking show. I got Seth Rollins. I got you Seth Rollins. I got you Natalia. I got you Mark Shapiro. I got you countless guests that you never would have touched in a million years because I was the best show you had. But if you want to sit here and come after me because it's my 10th anniversary, fuck you. You have nothing on me. You have nothing on anyone except it's been seven fucking years since we walked. So either you're just a pity, it's like you're a petty motherfucker and you just don't know how to run things or you're just an idiot. I say you're both. But that's just me. That's my little rant to start the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't listen to Voice It Radio. Bunch of hacks over there. So there you go. I'm just saying it as it is. If they come to you and say, hey, we want you for a radio station, let them know. Alex Hale said you didn't pay Alex Hale jack shit. And they can say we didn't charge him for his show. Well, what happened with all the sponsors I brought you that I was supposed to get money for? I'll let you sit on that one. 
yeah, shots fired there. But, you know, hey, whatever. They probably won't care. And I don't care either. Like, I just am saying it because if you want to play that game, I'll play my game. So there. All right, Jack. So the million dollar thing from last week was, well, Mach 1.0. I know you enjoyed it. I know a bunch of people had a lot of comments. I had someone saying, I really want to sit in when you finish this up and just pick your mind. Shout out, Gabe. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm open to doing that in the PlayStation party, but like, you're not changing the mock. Like once it's locked, it's locked. You really got to convince me it's a smart move. Um, shout out to my buddy Average, who is a Packers fan, who said, I want to kill you for the Packers stuff. <laughs> I want to say one more time that with these mocks, these are just scenarios that could happen. The first one, I don't know what anyone's doing in the offseason. So I'm guessing it's the next three that should be more accurate to the final one. I mean, last year, I'm going to toot my horn again. 12 of the 32 picks in Mach 4.0 went to their correct teams, including the top six picks. We had one through six go to their correct teams. So I take that as a lot of pride right there because that doesn't happen. And that just goes to show I did a lot of research on this. I did a lot of thought on it. And I listened to the right rumors at the end of the day. It's a lot of luck, but, you know, you add two and two together. Investigative reporting there, Jack. That's what we do here. I'm a Sherlock Holmes. You're just trying to join Ken Carmen with the I-team at Fox 8. Damn fucking right. Yeah, I figured that's the sexiest duo in Cleveland. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine man. the tall boy Friday photos of me and Ken Carmen? Let's go. Good grief. I'm here to kick Anthony live in the curb. <laughs> hey, they're number one. You ain't knocking them they, off the pedestal. Well, no, wait a minute. He can have his radio show. He just oh, can't. He just have, yeah, I just want the Fox 8. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, the memes we'd make, man. Ken, let's go, bro. <laughs> Anywho, Jack, you've had a week to uh, pretty much dissect it, take a look at it. As I take a bite of my lunch here, uh, any thoughts on it, uh, questions for me? Um. So, like, the first thing that through me was Econ Equanu Equanu from North Carolina State. Yeah. You having him number one now. All the talk throughout the season was Evan Neal was the top tackle. Now yep. I look at I look I trust you. I trust Daniel Jeremiah. I trust Dane Brugler. Go and look at their big boards. They also have Equan Equanu over mm-hmm. Neal. What was the change between during the season to now? Equanu. Uh, projects more as a left tackle as Evan Neal. We don't know if he's a left or right tackle. I think Evan Neal can play the left, but uh, I do think Ikwanwu uh, is going to be a natural left tackle fit. Um, I do love those odds on Vegas right now at him. I mean, I think it's between him and Hutchinson for the number one pick. Um, Ikwanwu is just, he's a bully and he's athletic. He's more athletic than Neal. And fits there so well. And I think he just, 
you you have to swing big if you are Trent Bulky because you need to look good. You need to. You cannot get this pick wrong. And to fail not just in San Francisco, but in Jacksonville, if he went the safe route here, while no one would blame him, a lot of people might say if Ikwanwu is the best tackle in the draft, a lot of people are going to say, dude, it, it was pretty much a coin flip depending on what you wanted. Would you not seen him? So in that case, you go, you go Ikwanwu, unless if you feel you need to go pass rusher, which it would not shock me. I'm going to say this right now, and it's a hot take. If he goes Aiden Hutchinson, number one, I will not be surprised if Josh Allen is on the trading block. I will not be stunned because they're going to have to pay him. They're not in a position right now to really pay a ton of guys. And I could see him trading Allen for a one next year so he can go get the tackle or whatever later for Trevor Lawrence. But I still think... He's got to go left tackle. This is a, it feels like, and I, I hate putting it this way. This pick feels like Tim couch, 2000 in the Browns. You have two great pass rushers in LeVar Arrington, Courtney Brown. You have Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson. I'd say Thibodeau's the Arrington Hutchinson is the Courtney Brown, because I think Thibodeau can be, more of a true hybrid edge type guy, more than Hutchinson. Um, then you have two left tackles, potentially, Iquanwu and Neil. The question becomes, what are you prioritizing in this rebuild? Are you prioritizing having a dominant pass rush? Or are you buying into your quarterback and investing in Trevor Lawrence? So... For me, I'm going to buy into, with Doug Peterson, they are going to build a strong O-line to give him a chance. It's not like he doesn't have some weapons. He does, actually, believe it or not. You give him a good left tackle that'll buy him time and start building it from there, you got a shot. I mean, that that division can be wide open next year. If, if Ryan Tannehill declines or he gets hurt and they don't have a guy that division's up for grabs because I don't know what the Colts are going to do with quarterback. Are they really going to buy in the Jimmy G after buying in the Carson Wentz or are they going to go big on Russ Deshaun, someone like that, that could be available. If I'm the Colts, I'm doing everything I can to get Russell Wilson, even though they don't have a first rounder this year. I do everything to get them because that can change everything. But if you can't get them, I would say it's a lost season for the Colts. So now just by this whole scenario, the Jaguars have a chance to finish second in this division, at least now it becomes a foot race on what can the Jags do to catch the Titans. So I, I'm going to go on the limb and say, depending on what they do, the Jaguars could be a sneaky playoff team. Even though I'm not a Doug Peterson fan, it's because that division is so weak and it could be up for grabs. They could just luck their way there. 
in year two. So that's why I want Iquanu because you need to protect your quarterback. You need to do it. And then in terms of the offensive tackle, since we're on the subject, yeah, Charles Cross, you got going nine to Green Bay mm-hmm. in the projected Aaron Rodgers trade. Is there a how big's the drop off from Neil to a guy like Cross? There, there's a there's a pretty big one because I a, I I consider Neil and Iquanu near elite prospects. Um, they're not like future like consistent all pros. I think they're as close as you can get. And I think they're very safe picks. Um, granted, I said the same thing about uh, the Oregon tackle, uh, Sewell, which he came on strong at the end of last year and provides a lot of hope for Lions fans, which is great. He's living up to it. I also like Slater. I think it's almost like Slater, Sewell, and then the drop-off. Like everyone else is like, I think this middle tier is better than last year's but they all have developing to do. I think cross is the safest out of the bunch, but he doesn't have the highest upside. I really, really like Trevor Penning and I'd even argue he's offensive tackle three right now, but I'm a believer in upside and what can be developed. So for me, I really would say Penning is right there at number three with uh, cross. And then ramen is, really good too i man i don't want him in cincy that that's one thing i will say i don't want that kid in cincy at all like if you're a browns fan that's your nightmare him there they'll have a left tackle the, the converted tight end the left tackle and he's just been so dominant so far i just don't want him there i just don't so, he, I, so he's the next joe thomas no thomas? i don't no i don't think he's the next <laughs> joe thomas but i think he's a really solid left tackle who's going to fortify that position for them. I'd rather have a petite frere uh, there because I, I think there are some question marks with him and while I think he'll be solid. I don't think he's going to be the same echelon as the other. I think there's a bigger drop off after the top five than there is from probably two to three, like you're asking. Karloftis is a name that I'm fascinated with just because yes. I watched him at Purdue. Um, I know Duffin has said based on like age range, size and everything, based on the trends that the Browns have done, he's a guy, he thinks the Browns will consider him at 13. Yep. But I just have more questions about him because all the focus has been on Ojabo, Hutchison, and Thibodeau. Tell me more about Karloftis. Jabal Sheard. It's Jabal Sheard. That's basically what he is. Like, Which isn't necessarily he's a basically bad thing. Derek Barnett, Jabal Sheard. There's always that pass rusher that, like, he's not sexy, like a David Ojabo is, like, in terms of athletic ability and just the fact he can blow up a stat book, you know, on sacks alone. Karlathis just does everything well. And he, he does his job. He doesn't do he anything does his like job sexy and he does or- it and he does it effectively. And he has the prototypical size and enough athleticism to do it. I think opposite, you know, Miles Garrett, he's outstanding. Like, it's a perfect fit. And I'm going to be honest. I thought of flipping at the last minute Ojabo and Karloftis because I do think that's exactly what happens by the time we get to April is that Ojabo is really in that position going to the Giants and Karloftis is the one falling the 13, which 
I don't understand why he falls other than athleticism, which he's still very athletic. Like he's just not as athletic as Jeremiah Johnson, who's flying up the boards Mm -hmm. and he dominated at the senior bowl. And I'm, I'm starting to think about him at 13 over Karloftis because of upside. But if you want a Derek Barnett, Jabal Shear doesn't do everything. He doesn't do one thing great, but he just does everything good. That's him. That's exactly who it is. And I wouldn't mind that. I mean, that kind of was what Jadavion Clowney was this year. So, and I would even dare say my, my hope for him is he is what Jadavion Clowney was last year. That is my overall projection for him. He's never going to blow up the stat book, but he's just going to be a menace. And I think that would be fine because yeah. I know everybody's like, well, we need to find one, one a and one B to accompany miles. And it's like, do we really though? We're not going to have two elite pass rushers, but if we have say we can't resign Clowney and we get Carl Loftus or the Browns are highly impressed with Jeremiah Johnson, or I'm hoping Ojabo's there. If they don't want the wide receiver that, that could be there at 13, that's fine. Get somebody yeah. that's going to be solid opposite miles. And I think we will be just fine at the edge for the yeah. next four or five years. Anything else, Jack? Um, I know you didn't want to talk about Mach 2.0, but. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> this is just one question because you have four QBs going in the top 20. Mach 2.0, are you still going to have four QBs going in the top 20? Um, when or you can't all, answer that yet just because we don't know the clarity when of the it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, I think five QBs will go in the top 20. Even uh, though this class is horrible. Here's the thing. Sam Howell is a guy you could argue is QB one. Well, yeah, he was QB one going in to 2020. Hold on. Kenny Pickett, You can make an argument is QB one Malik Willis you could argue is QB one Matt Corral. You can even argue is QB one. And there are idiots in the world who think Desmond Ritter, if Ritter is QB one in a league where quarterbacks matter and you have to get one. And with the saints, the Steelers, the Falcons, Maybe the Giants, definitely the Commanders. I've already named five teams. Maybe the Browns. Tell me five can't go in the top 20. People are going to have to jump. Like, for example, I'm trying to think of an idea here. Oh, I got one. I'm going to spoil a little bit of where Mach 2.0 sits right now. I have the Browns trading back to 18. And that's for the Saints to move up and get their quarterback. The next pick after the Browns pick, I have the Lions moving all the way up to 19 to jump Pittsburgh to take Malik Willis. If you are a team like Detroit, and this is the wild card, because I know a lot of fans are talking about they need to get a quarterback of the future. They don't want to wait for next year's class. They don't want to bet on it because they know the team's going to be better. Just swing on a QB, let him develop under golf and see what happens, which is not a bad idea. And the rumor I've heard 
is Dan Campbell absolutely loves Malik Willis. He loved coaching him all week. And in his interview at the Senior Bowl, he didn't hide the fact that they want him. He didn't hide that at all. So I would not be stunned if the Lions either A, trade back and just take him, or B, the more likely scenario with a John Dorsey in the building, move up and go get your quarterback. And 19 made so much sense because the Eagles have three first-round picks. And I think they'll take 15, 16, or they may trade one of them. But the Eagles are prime real estate for a team that needs a QB like the Lions, like Tampa Bay. Let's not rule them out either. Who need a QB and need to move up. Because if you're Tampa Bay and let's say you can't get Russell Wilson and the best you can do is, I don't know, uh, Jameis Winston, a reunion with Jameis Winston. Okay. Let's say it's the best you can do, but you don't want Jameis Winston. Tell me that you wouldn't want to try to get up before the Steelers, because everyone's circling that 20 pick saying, we know if there's a good QB there, Pittsburgh's taking them most likely barring anything new that happens in the next month. Pick 20 is where that third or fourth QB is going to go. And they are going to be making moves. And I think the Steelers will try to make a small move to move up, not give up a ton. Like again, the Eagles again, to move up and acquire that quarterback. I think the Eagles hold all the cards on the table after the Browns pick because the Browns are in a position where the way I see the board falling, you're going to have probably three, maybe four of the wide receivers taken. I don't want to say all of them will be there because I don't know what's going to happen, but I think there's a good chance all of them could be there. And you're looking at maybe Jeremiah Johnson or Trayvon Walker and Karloftis so you're looking at three edge guys and maybe four wide receivers and Jordan Davis. And let's throw in Linderbaum too, because I think they would consider him too. At that point, if you're Andrew Barry and the Saints called and they offered you a package, you got to take it. Heck, I'm going to piss off some Browns fans right now. I will not be stunned if the Steelers called on 13. I wouldn't be stunned at all. And I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if it was a Kenny Pickett on that board, Cleveland was somehow able to roll the entire dice and say, we want your one next year and get it and pull that move off. And it would piss off a lot of fans. But you want to know what I'll say, Jack, right now? If it means I get an extra one next year, bring it on. Bring it on. Give me the ammunition to go get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Give me that ammunition. Because if I got the ammunition to go get him next year, I just played you. Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to be an average QB at best in the NFL. I think he's Trubisky 2.0. He's good, not special. 
And I think for the Steelers, that's enough because they got an elite defense and outstanding coaching now uh, over there on top of everything else. And the Steelers are positioned to just get by with average QB play because their defense is that good. So yes, you'll have like 18, 19, 20 next year again, maybe in the 20s. You're somewhere maybe in the teens, maybe top 10 if you have to run it back with Baker. Or maybe you get somebody else and you use those picks for that guy. Who knows? But at that point, let's say hypothetically, you're offering, let's say you have the eighth pick next year. I'm sorry to be that negative, but let's just say, hypothetically speaking, because again, the way the Steelers are built, it's good enough to get them in position. And you're running it back with Baker, so I'm not going to bet much on anything. Eight, let's say 18 and a one next year and maybe a two or an extra or one of the extra threes that year as well. You don't think a top three pick, maybe the top pick isn't going to strongly consider your offer because they know you're in a tough division. So they're going to bet on you to lose and they're getting two first round picks. Well, that's great. And an extra third. They're going to say, we're going to get an extra top 10 pick next year, maybe top five and all this other stuff. And yeah, sure. Fine. Here you go. And then CJ Stroud or Bryce Young turns into the next big thing. And no one's the wiser. That's kind of what I see this draft becoming because I know this is a long winded answer and I apologize. That's fine. But the Steelers, they are that stopgap in this draft where you know at least three of the QBs are going to be gone by 20. It all depends how much everyone likes these other guys and who's going to maneuver in front of who to get the quarterbacks. And then is anyone going to panic? Because if the Lions are going to panic and think there's no quarterback that's going to make it to us, which let's be honest, if Tampa Bay doesn't have a quarterback, they're going to be hunting the Lions are going to need to jump up from 32. And that's where it's going to get interesting. And the other thing, we haven't even factored Atlanta or Carolina into this. We're just guessing starting at 11 with Washington. Mm-hmm. So I do believe five QBs will go in the top 20 when this is all said and done. I think pick it to Carolina, I think, is a lock. Um, the board's just falling that way. Uh, I think Corral to the commanders is almost a lock. I kind of want to see what they do. I would not be stunned if there's a trade in the future for a QB. Um, But I also want to point out, and it will lead us probably to our next area, Matt Ryan's future. Like I pointed out with the Malik Willis pick, this is a perfect fit for him. Atlanta has to consider the future. And if you take a Malik Willis at eight, no one's going to blame you. And actually they're going to praise you saying, yeah, he needs to sit and learn. So yeah, let him sit and learn behind Matt Ryan. And great. Awesome. You can trade Matt Ryan in a year for his swan song, wherever it may be. And maybe someone's like on the one yard line and needs a, you know, a Matthew Stafford and they get something for Matt Ryan. Who knows? 
that's kind of where I think this draft is going in terms of quarterbacks. And it makes no sense to me. And that's been the toughest thing about making these mocks because I don't like mocking these quarterbacks that high because I think most of them are average at best. Mm -hmm. No one's special. So it's as bad as the 2012, 2013 class. Like, Oh God, that one was awful. At least I was right. At least I was right about QB one. My QB one is at least still in the league. Ryan Nassib, Geno Smith, um, Lennon, Lennon, baby. Who else was in that class? Lennon Um, survived. I told everybody. Awful. Oh, it was great. God, I love it. Anywho, sorry, I'm having lunch as I'm doing this. I'm trying not to talk in the mic. My name's not Aaron Goldhammer. (laughs) Anywho. Uh, let's, uh, go into, uh, the next topic, which is, uh, that closes the door, by the way, on mock 1.0, you can check it out on the Dogland. Um, I really enjoyed doing this one, uh, mock 2.0. So what the combine is what two weeks away or a week away? Um, I think it starts a week from Monday. So the 28th and then it rolls through that whole week. So pretty okay. much next week. Yeah. Okay. Or a week well, from Tuesday. Or, yeah. A week from Monday. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. I'm reading Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so LeBron said something, didn't he? Oh, he said that the door is not. Guys, it's things. done. It's done. It's Well, he said done. two things. He said the door is not shut on him coming back. And he also said the last year of his career, he's playing with Bronny wherever Bronny ends up. So LeBron's playing at least three more years because Bronny's got a senior year and then a year of college left. And whoever wants LeBron, draft Bronny. You know that you know Dan's going to do it. Dan's yeah. doing it. Dan yeah. is going to get it done because I don't think his kids want to buy the team, want to run the team. Um. I know his one son has done some stuff with the organization. Oh, he's still working for him. He's still working for him, but I don't think he wants to run it. I doubt it. So with Dan's health, like he needs to sell to somebody. We know this. We've known it for going on eight years now. It's done, guys. It is done. Like he's coming back. And he's going to buy the team. It's going to be a player owner thing. It's going to be the first of its kind because LeBron can, well, I can't really stick that to MJ because MJ did that himself, but he can say, I did what the MJ did and I'm going to do it better. And yeah, he'll be great. He'll be great. I can't wait for the draft trade of when LeBron calls Michael and says, yeah, I'd like to make a draft trade. Oh, you want to make a trade with me? Yeah, see, that's when I took it personally. <laughs> and I decided to fleece him out of five first round picks. Because <laughs> I have to win. I'm Michael Jordan, bitch. <laughs> no, they probably would say, I bet you this and you give me this for free. <laughs> and then LeBron wins the Vegas like, damn, I have to give him 10 first round picks because I lost the bet. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Anywho. Uh, moving on. Uh, so two quarterbacks names have mysteriously popped up into the Browns conversation. Uh, we'll get to, I will the, say three, 
three. We'll say three. Okay. Yeah, there's three. Well, who's the third? Jimmy G. No, that's done. That's done. Uh, well, somebody said that. The okay, who said it? Who said it? The same guy that said we should trade for Carson Wentz. Cleveland's okay, that... favorite. Clay, Cleveland's favorite national talking head. Baker, oh, more specifically, okay, Baker's okay, favorite okay, talking okay, head. Okay, first off, Colin Coward does not have sources with the Browns. No one at the Browns wants to talk to him because he's a hater. So he doesn't know jack shit. Well, let's, no, that, but that was where the Carson Wentz thing came up because he said, okay. and he was basing it off of, just for context, he was basing it off of, I think Mary Kay did her Hey Mary Kay article, and she said that the Browns would be active trying to find a veteran quarterback. Okay. And this is and that's who he said the Browns should go get. Well, here's the thing. The way Carson Wentz played last year, which was average, I don't know if I'd rather have him over Baker. I really don't. I mean, I know we have bottom tier QB play, but when Baker's healthy and playing well, he's better than Carson Wentz. So mm-hmm. for me, my logic is, and I'm I'm off the Baker train here. So yeah. I'm with Baker's supporters on this one. I'd rather buy on the upside of Baker than the than the floor of Carson Wentz. The ceiling is higher with Baker than it is Carson Wentz. And Wentz is going to make all the same freaking mistakes Baker did. Yeah. And I have to give up assets or I have to give up money to go get him most likely assets because he's not going to want to directly sign here. So you have to trade for him. So I'm not giving up a fourth, a third, fourth round pick for Carson Wentz. Hell no. I got other needs. I got to fill. I'll figure out my quarterback situation later and run it back with Baker, Keenum, and Mullins. I have no issues with that. But I'm not going with Carson Wentz. Hell no. No, And more importantly, it's funny. It shows you, too, that how uneducated Colin Cowherd is. Because you would think he and his interns, who do a lot of his you know, digging form. Cause let's be honest, that's who does the research. You would think they would do research on the Browns front office and realize Andrew Barry was there the last year, Carson Wentz, I believe in Philly. So he saw how bad Carson Wentz can play. Paul D Podesta had made comments about Carson Wentz. How can Colin Cowherd Say that on a national TV show when it can be easily dissected as that is never going to happen and you're an idiot and exposed as a fraud for just saying that. You didn't even do your homework. I mean, God, Skip wouldn't make that mistake. I mean, for God's sake, Skip's a clown, but not even Skip Bayless would miss that. So, and Jimmy G, like, okay, I have said he fits the system, but again, we're the more and more not an upgrade. As the more I've thought about it, and over time, it's like, what's the floor and what's the ceiling? The floor with Jimmy G is this year's record. The ceiling with Jimmy G is okay. You're in the playoffs, but. I don't think he has enough weapons like he does in San Francisco to get past the first round. So 
we're going to the wild card game and getting bounced. At least Baker has shown at times he can take over in a game. Now it has been over a year since he's done it, mm-hmm. but he's done it at least in the past. Jimmy G I've never seen do it. I at least think Baker could still take me past that first round because he's actually done it with no OBJ less weapons. He's done it before. So, and Jack, I think you're about to say something. Well, no, I think also we can't say, oh, well, Jimmy G only get us to the wild card round because we don't know what this roster is going to look like yet. Even exactly. if we added a Jimmy G, we don't know what they're going to do a wide receiver. They have a good defense, maybe not as good as the 49ers defense, but they were trending to be a top 10 defense towards the end of the last season. So if Jimmy G were to come, we could probably get to the divisional round, maybe get to the conference title game. But I just look at Jimmy G and Baker as on the same level, the same tier right now. So that's not an yeah. upgrade. Well, Mike, I think the more I've thought about it is, do I have a quarterback who can take over a game when I absolutely need him to? And I'm not saying Baker can't do it, but he's do- at least done it in the past. Mm-hmm. And the other thing with Carson Wentz that I cannot get out of my head, and this is something that may haunt him for the rest of his career, All you had to fucking do was go to Jacksonville and win that game. And what do you do? You, you lay the biggest egg in the world against Jacksonville, the team with the number one pick. I can't trust you to be the, that's the guy that's going to take me to a conference title. Yeah. No, no. At least Baker imploded all season. I don't want to be teased like that again to collapse on the last week. I don't want that. I'd rather, and I know I sound like one of those fans, but in terms of Carson Wentz, I'd rather stick it with Baker and knowing he implodes all year rather than being teased, giving up an asset and going all year and missing because Carson Wentz couldn't finish the job. And I'm still looking for a quarterback but now I've given up a third round pick to go get a quarterback. So I ain't touching either one of them. Like, I think they're both past their primes. They're done. I rather go with Baker. I'd rather roll, roll it back one more time and see what the hell happens. But again, like I need Jimmy Haslam to say, look, no one's getting fired. No one's getting fired. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think at least Barry and Deep Podesta are safe. I don't know about Stefanski yet, but I will say this. As long as Barry will get a second head coach hire, I'm fine with it. And I think he will. It wouldn't be okay because he was hired after Stefanski. Okay. He did not make then, that hire. Then fine. Then but I'm, fine. Not ha- I'm not having this discussion. I'm, I, no, what I'm saying is if we were to go with a Wentz or, or even run it back with Baker, that's the only thing that I ask of Jimmy Haslam. Just hold the line one more year let them get the quarterback let them go get them in draft they will find a way and they will get them i think you guys i think because it's mainly you and Lashawn. i think you guys are really overhyping jimmy haslam because i don't think he's running the browns i hope not i I think it's d i hope i hope she is i love her i know i've heard positive things from people who've interacted with her in the past they love her and if that's the case, great. 
I don't want Jimmy to touch this team. I, I know everybody's skeptical, myself included, of Jimmy Haslam just because of his track record, but I just don't think. I hope I hope Jim, I hope uh, D got out the whip. I hope she did. They got back to their Tennessee home, and she's like, Jimmy, you don't run the team anymore. I do. Yes, okay. <laughs> or else we're getting a divorce. Okay, okay. I don't want to lose my money. You run the team. Okay, here right. you go. Yes, over the line, but I don't give a shit. You are something else. Well, you want to know what? <laughs> That's why we don't take this show seriously. We ain't in for the money. We're here for the fun. <laughs> if we ain't having fun with this shit, I don't know what to tell you anymore. So now the last name. God damn it, Ken. God damn it, Ken. You was really it got Ken? Was it Ken? It wasn't Ken. It was the athletic. I thought Ken was hinting something on his show. No, well, we don't know what that was. Everyone was saying it was Matt Ryan. There's no, because of an athletic article where it's 10 bold predictions and they, because no, and you know who it is and it's God love them. It's chops because he posts every little thing and he, he starts the fires on Brown's Twitter. I know he means well, and he's a diehard just like the rest of us, but sometimes that dude just needs to cool it down. Yeah, we need we need a seminal corner for a month. Like just say, hey, bro, let us let us figure out the spaces here. Stop <laughs> triggering people. We got no, this it, no, but unfortunately now at this emergency point, spaces. We yeah. need to talk about chops. And it's it's chops' way or no way. You have to agree with them or you get the boot. Yeah. That's why the other spaces are even better now because it's everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Exactly. But I'm, the thing with Matt Ryan, there was an article on The Athletic. It was 10 bold NFL predictions for the offseason. Number seven just happened to be the Atlanta Falcons trade Matt Ryan to the Cleveland Browns. Now, I know Kay, I don't know, was Kay being serious when she said she'd take Matt Ryan before we? Yeah, she, she has said she would take him, but also it was kind of a troll. Okay. So the thing with Matt Ryan, could he be available? Yes. There's, but there's one, there's two big things. Number one, He's ownership and the coaching staff have both said he's coming back. The biggest thing with Matt Ryan is his contract this year. First of all, he has a $7.5 million roster bonus due in a couple weeks. His cap number is 48.6 million. And if he's traded, the Atlanta Falcons have to take a $40.5 million dead cap hit, which would be the largest in NFL history. They're not moving. Him. No, they're not. He's, and not. Our, and, he's uh, not available. He could yeah. be available later in the offseason, post-June 1st. Say they draft Malik Willis, like it said on your mock draft, Alex, and they go ahead and say, we're going to sign another veteran. Matt, we'll trade you where you want to go. I honestly, really- I honestly think if uh, Malik Willis is picked, they're going to let him sit a year. As I said, they sign another veteran and then maybe move him, maybe move Matt Ryan. Uh, no, at that point, you run back with Matt because Arthur Blank is not moving. Arthur Blank will not move him. Like, right. this is a guy, this is an owner who's very loyal to his players. And I admire, I, is he the greatest owner? Nah, I, I think it's debatable, but is he loyal to his players? Yes. And I think he is to a, a fault where I think he intends, because I think Arthur Blank, if I'm not mistaken, he bought the team around like the whole Michael Vick extension time like an 05 I think he did I believe you're right on that yeah 
so he was there when the whole Michael Vick thing blew up and he didn't have a quarterback and he was fortunate enough. And he also was scorned by Bobby Petrino, who was not loyal to him. And he brings in Matt Ryan and has a great run with him almost to a Super Bowl and and almost wins one too. I mean, they were they were what 25 minutes away from yeah. a Super Bowl? 28 and to 3. They were 25 minutes away. And I think it's something that if we know anything about Arthur Blank, it is he will not let go of guys like that. He wants them to retire Atlanta Falcons. I truly believe if they're going to go the quarterback route, which is, I think I'm going to stick with that in every mock because I don't know what else to mock to them. Derek Stingley, a pass rusher. They do need defense. I mean, a wide out if they move Ridley. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to put there. But if I'm Atlanta, I can't bet on Matt Ryan forever. Well, no, he's going to be 38, I think, this year. Let him play the next two years of his career. Let him retire into the sunset. But have a guy ready and start building around it. That is how you transition. So you take Malik Willis this year. Don't wait for next year because... That division's up for grabs. Again, that's another thing that's not being taken into consideration. The Falcons currently have the best quarterback in the division. Like, it's not even close. As long as they have a middle-of-the-road defense, this team should win the division without question because they have enough weapons offensively. They probably need a running back, but, you know, a real running back, not a pass catching one out of the backfield in Cordero Patterson, but I love him in a dual running back shotgun set. That'd be amazing. But the point is, is that you need to keep building for the future, but you can win right now. You can have a successful end to Matt Ryan's career. If you so choose that he can win the division And if this is to be Matt Ryan's final year, have his potential final playoff game, because I don't see him making a deep run, but potentially he could have a final game in Atlanta, lose in the wild card divisional round, whatever it may be, and ride off into the sunset, Malik Willis to take over. And it's like an Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes type thing where that QB is ready. It can be Matt Corral. It can be Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Sam Howell. It doesn't matter. You have a chance to do it right and give whatever quarterback you take in this class the chance to learn from one of the smartest QBs in the league in Matt Ryan and one of the coolest under pressure. I wouldn't ask for a better, you know, person to learn from. That's just me. I don't think Matt Ryan's available. I've stood by that the whole time because I personally think Atlanta intends to win next year. Oh, you're, you're getting phone texts from the sources. No, this is 
this is nothing. It's the sources. Out. It's the sources, Shaq. Who are we trading for? Nothing. It's the you know, no. You have, War, to see, you have to. World War Three is like on the verge of starting. Woohoo! Yeah. But I do have one other thing we need to touch on because this is actually something Chops has been pretty good about. Jeremy yeah. Fowler keeps connecting the Cleveland or Baker Mayfield with the Seattle Seahawks. He's done it like two or three times this offseason. Man. I don't think it means Russell Wilson's coming to Cleveland, though. No. No, it's not. He's not coming here. It's either going to be like Seattle. I still think it's Philly. I still think it's Philly. I do, too. But I just wonder, like, does Seattle like Baker? And if they move for Russell Wilson, does that mean they want to try to get Baker because they think he fits that scheme? It's possible. Um, he also, But he also mentioned this week Detroit because he says that there's executives in Seattle and Detroit's front offices, obviously, Alonzo Highsmith we, is like second-hand man to uh, Seattle's GM, and of course Dorsey's in Detroit. No, no. Again, I think he's looking at it too much in depth. He's forgetting who the biggest element of this whole situation is. It's not Russell Wilson. Come on, now we all know who who makes the decisions on where he's going to go. Ciara, she's deciding where he goes. And where he's going is not Detroit. It's not Cleveland. I wouldn't even say it's Pittsburgh. She's not going to a Midwest town like hell she is. She's either going to sunny Florida and Tampa Bay, and they're moving there, which I don't even know how that works. But in terms of draft picks, like I don't even want to start thinking. I told you the other day what like a trade for that would be. It's like they four- give up the draft picks. They'd probably want maybe Devin White, maybe Vita Vey, because that's really no, because they just extended Vita Vey. I don't think okay. they've extended White yet. So, yeah, so probably three first round picks and then Devin White, whoever Even else, they Bobby got Wagner, Jesus Christ, right? I mean, it would be what I said. Maybe they tag and trade a receiver, Godwin. Do they trade Mike Evans? He's getting older. They wouldn't trade a wide out because yeah, they because they have Metcalf there. and yeah. Okay. So they don't really, have, they're not going to trade worfs because no. that would be one of the big sticking points for Russell Wilson. Like, Hey, I got an all pro. They could probably tackle. do three ones, Devin white, Kyle yeah. Trask and throw them all in. I know yeah. poor Kyle Trask, you know, <laughs> my one coworker is convinced that like, he's going to be able to step up and be the guy for Tampa. And I'm like, no, no. Okay. Cause he, no. well, he's also a Gator fan. So he's like, yeah. So. I, but I just don't know what Seattle would do at 20. I mean, at that point you would go Spencer Ritter if he's available because like, screw it. Um, oh, you mean Desmond Ritter? Oh, Desmond Ritter. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were Spencer talking about Spencer. Rattler. Oh my God. I'm mixing them up now. What school did he go end up at? South Carolina. Hmm. Yeah, the ones who won the Mayo Bowl. Hey, maybe he likes he, Duke's Mayo. I, he probably does. It's probably <laughs> it. Red flag, red what flag. A, what a free fall that dude had. And he's still going to fall. Um, hey. I mean, if he plays great, he's going to be a top 10 pick next year. We're going to have three quarterbacks to talk about, but I don't want him. I ain't talking about him. No, I, he's off my board right now. Yeah. Um, Man, it, it is 
really something else to really be discussing all these quarterbacks. Um, and, and it's not like we're discussing it from a Brown standpoint. I think it's more like what's going to happen in the next few weeks. I think in the next few weeks, you're, there are going to be no trades. The more I think about it, unless if Russ comes up and says, I want to trade, it's not going to happen until you least expect it to happen. Yeah. I think same with Rogers, same with Rogers. And I think Rogers are going to stay or retire at this point. I still think he might ask to be traded. He's I know he's not retiring because one of the reasons why him and Shailene Woodley broke up was because she was pushing him to retire. And he was like, no, I just don't want to play. So Denver, so Denver or green Bay, which I just don't know which one he's going to pick. He really shouldn't leave green Bay, especially if they can make him and Adams work. I don't see how they can make that work. I don't think so either. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Duffin to crunch it, crunch the numbers for yeah, us. Yeah, I I just don't know. Um, Denver just seems to be the perfect fit. Uh, I I'm tempted to keep that in mock 2.0, but I I just don't know yet. I want more clarity on the situation before I and we're getting some. I think within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think Rogers has to be the first domino. Uh, oh, he has to be. He has yeah. to be. Then Russ is going to say, okay, um, I want out of here. I want to play in the NFC because I don't want to play against them. And that's when it's going to be Philly or Washington. I think it ends up being Philly who wins out and with all their picks and they get them. And the third, the, the third quarterback I've been told that he will not get traded, but I, I don't know if Arizona wants to do it, but if Kyler's available, man, I could see him getting moved too, along with Watson. I mean, like mm. you're looking at four potential big name QBs getting moved this off season. I don't think Kyler does, but man, if you're Arizona, if all this stuff is true, you got to think about it. You got to think about, I mean, like granted, it wouldn't mean dismantling the whole team, mm-hmm. but unless if you're getting something back of value, like you're getting a rookie quarterback that you like a lot, then fine. Okay. Let's see if he's the guy. And then the year trade Hopkins and move on from Watt and all that stuff. So we will see. Um, but that is pretty much all that is going around the NFL. It was a slow week, obviously, with the Super Bowl uh last week. Thank God the Rams won. Thank God we are not the only team in the AFC North to never win a Super Bowl. So take that, all you people in Cleveland that rooted for Cincy. You're not losers, you're not complete losers. So we we saved you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, rivalries matter. Hashtag rivalries matter. Also, thoughts and prayers to OBJ. That, that's yeah, tough. that sucked. That I mean, sucked. that really sucks for him. He was going to win MVP. He was going to win MVP. Alex, same ACL in 16 months, both times against Cincinnati. I've been saying he's fragile. Oh, we. I mean... I don't know. You can't deny the talent, but he keeps getting injured. What do you think of the turf debate? 
I mean, yeah, your foot gets caught in there and it. I mean, it almost happened to Burrow, too. I know. Luckily, it was only an MCL sprain for him. But but again, I don't know what kind of turf it is. And yeah. I'm not an expert on this. But there's got to be a better way to do this to where you're not getting your foot caught. It's going to take years because you're going to have to do studies and all this stuff. Yeah. Finding the right shoes that work on it and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's a pain. And you can't go to regular grass because it's too costly to to maintain all year so is what it is but um i know turf isn't the best thing in the world uh we've seen in baseball you know they've gotten rid of most of the astro turf stadiums a lot of them now are natural grass um so you really don't tend to see that as much now um as you did in the past so i think baseball Baseball is different because like the times it matters to maintain it to, I mean, to not maintain it, it really doesn't matter. Like, right. you know, you just go out there, you maintain what you can and, you know, you have a good couple months before and you prep it, but you can let it sit for a month or so. Right. And like you're fine. Like Arizona does it the right way because they're able to roll out the grass and then roll it back in for events mm-hmm. and then roll it back out when they have other events that don't need the grass. Like, yeah, it's that's so- why I'm hoping whenever the Browns get their new stadium, they figure out a way to keep natural grass. What do you mean field. stadium? It's going to be a damn dome. You know what I meant? It's a dome, baby. We're going to get a WrestleMania. The Miz is going to retire and become a WWE Hall of Famer here. I'm going to be front damn row. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be like, I don't know who any of you are. And I don't even care. I'm at a WrestleMania. I'm not even invested anymore. I am so tempted to go to Texas. Why? Just, just to see Undertaker go in the Hall of Fame. Road trip, I guess. The goat, the goat Alex. The goat. Road trip? Are you saying road trip? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, we'll talk. I mean, I mean, I mean, hey. We might get to see Stone Cold, Steve Austin. What? Cody Rhodes. What? Brock Lesnar. What? That's about it. <laughs> Want beer? Not Brock Lesnar. If anybody hasn't seen it, go watch Brock Lesnar on Pat McAfee. It is 50 minutes of gold. And that's the bottom line. Good Stone Cold said so. Can't with you anymore, dude. You, you know who else is going to be there? Who? If you smell, maybe. No, it's it's confirmed. No, it's not. The stare down is happening. I, I wouldn't shock me, but stare down's yeah. happening, and I'm going to be pissed because Roman's going to hold all the gold for another fucking year until The Rock saves us. It's like Rock. I can't wait a year for you to save this company. It's gonna it's gonna collapse. Like, bro, just. Cash in money in the bank. Like, give him the money in the bank briefcase. Don't know how he got it. He just has it. Cashes it in, wins it that night, and says, belts for whoever wants them. Tournaments. I want tournaments. Roman can't hold the title for at least a year. We're saved. Actually, no, be safe. Two years. Two years. He can't hold the belt for two years. 
Wait, I have a, I have a question. He's Cody. closing in on two years, or no? He's over five hundred something days, but he can get to two years. Yeah, by the he time. can. So wait, I gotta ask this. So if Cody Rhodes, let's say he goes to WWE, but one day he comes back to AEW, can he challenge for the AEW World Title again? Because as long as it's not in his contract. Ah, but he lost that match. It says he can't challenge for it ever again. Ah, pro wrestling storylines never hold true forever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shawn Michaels is going to fight AJ Styles at WrestleMania. So, Yeah, remember when he lost his smile and then he came back? Remember when he told The Undertaker he was going to stay retired? They all no, nobody ever stays retired. That Bridge Man. Farm remembers. Yeah, Macho Man was the only one that ever stayed retired. Oh yeah, Macho Man always stayed retired, man. All right, I think we're about done here. <laughs> what do you mean? We're just getting started. No. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> Alex NASCAR's on. I gotta go. What? NASCAR's on. What? NASCAR's on. What? <laughs> Stone Cold will be a regular uh, guest on our podcast every week. You can hear him say, what? And if he wants another beer and, you know, all of his favorite lines that, you know, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in as always. Uh, you can follow me at the CLE Sports Guy. You can follow Jack at Jack McCurry08. Jack, tell us what you got on the dogland this week. Uh, we're wrapping up the offseason roster deep dive series with Jack Duffin. We got safeties on Monday and then special teams slash the conclusion on Wednesday. Is Anthony Jokey going to be on the uh, podcast this week? No, because those are pre recorded with Jack. So. But we might do another episode during the week. So, boo! We want Anthony Jokey. He'll be back. We can have Stone Cold call in. Oh God! <laughs> you would love it. Anyways, with that said, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you next week with another edition of the Top Dogs. We will talk to you then. Oh well, now I can't stop the video. So, okay. Now we will, uh, well, where is it? I, I, you want to, it's all weird. This whole layout is stupid as shit and it's hilarious. So now you're hearing some extra stuff on the show that you hear when we're off the air. So enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. That's for sure. With that, we are out.